Warning, if you're faint of heart or easily offended, this show is not for you. Nicholas, my friend Nicholas, why we play such such small game, Max Payne Monday? What is this teensy tiny game? Listen, forget about it. This guy's, uh, we're doing him a favor. This guy's, uh, how do you say, a nothing burger. And, uh, but uh, he's trying to make a name for himself. We'll show up. It's okay. How much money you owe this DJAF? Why you do favor? Honest to God, it's just because he's a fugazi. This guy's got nothing going for him. I'm doing, you know, I'm going to do him a favor. He's a nice kid, this kid. Okay, okay, we do favor. Max Payne Monday, let's go. Max Payne Monday, tonight. This is the Nick Fertucci Show. I am Nick Fertucci with, what's your name? Veronica. Veronica. Let's go. Vernica, my you, friend, you made it here. I make it, you know. I bring my cash. I have lots of money. I want to uh, go and stack some chips and yeah. stack some players because I hear Max Payne Monday very soft game. Well, I'll tell you, it it is. It's it's you know, it's one of these games where, like I said in the intro, we're just going to do this. We're going to do Billy a favor. We're trying to get this thing off the ground. Not many people watch Monday uh, because Billy's kind of half-assed it but we're you know it's it's looking up it's okay i think it'll be all right we'll we'll show up uh it's nice having you though it's a good break from uh, valerie uh, how'd you get her to step out you know i'm very much m- more life bluff and yeah. valerie she doesn't life bluff you no, know what i mean no. life is She's, bluff yeah she valerie's you're a, your life is bluff and valerie's a stiff so yes we, I get we know it. we know you don't tell her to her face though you be is nice is that real this is my gold brick. What you want me to do? This is one of millions I have. I'm very, yeah. very, uh, very wealthy Polish. You know, thirty rubles this mm. cost me. Okay. So don't let I, the don't let the Russians know about this. <laughs> Russians get me very good deal. They, Thank yeah, you. Yes, they take care of my you. friends. That's good. <laughs> I mean, the ones that are not at war. Yes, they're my friends. <laughs> the ones, yeah, they might take that from you. I don't know. <laughs> so let's see. What do we got on the agenda today? I'm gonna take off my million dollar necklace. Yeah, take get it back, off. Get you're, back into power. Oh shit! I gotta deal with you again. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. Right. Well, don't worry. I still got my my money here. But we money. will be on Max Payne Monday tonight. Today, today tonight. So I mean, for the viewers tonight, but you and I are going today. Yeah. Well, you it know, today is tonight. Early. It starts at five. It's kind of a today tonight thing, but we'll be there later. It'll be fun. It'll be these good. Are, these are some. So yesterday you gave me this cigar, and I was like, "Oh man, this is actually the best cheap cigar I've ever had." Because I thought you just it's, gave no, me a prop it's not cigar. Cheap. It's, it's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. What kind is it? Read it. We'll know. It is. What's it say? Uh, Romy. Julieta, Romeo and Julieta. A Romeo and Julieta. There you go. You ever heard of that cigar? No. Hmm. All right. So first on the agenda here, uh, you have a note that says ACR sending Ebony. Let's talk about that. What does that mean? <clears throat> so first of all, let's tell her what what her accomplishment recently. Yeah. So Ebony. Uh, went to the Triton High Roller Series. Nice. And did very well. She got fourth fourth place in their 200K tournament. Buck 70 was fourth? 
million she got. Yeah. Um, and then she did very well on some other tournaments there. And so it was a big day for a lot of women yeah. in poker. It's a big I mean, she's a poker player. It's a big day for poker players who are playing, you know, smaller stakes. She wasn't playing these kinds of stakes before the Triton tournament. So it was a big day for all of us. There were so many of us, especially women in poker, that were cheering her on and so happy for her and proud of her. And so that was a huge accomplishment. But no accomplishment in poker happens without some controversy. Was there controversy? So there was because um, she went on um, Joey Ingram's podcast and uh, abruptly left after about, what was it, two hours? Something like that. It was, well, yeah, it must have been about two hours. I was going to say at the end, but duh, if you walk out, that's the end. Um, yeah, she wasn't happy with something in the chat, right? That's what I... Yeah, so uh, one of I the I didn't mods, watch the whole podcast. I just... Actually, I need to. I want to. Um, but when I saw the postings, I went, like, oh, fuck, let me go right to the end. And I went to the end and saw the, the exit. Yeah, one of the mods, who is a woman, um, apparently the what she said was misunderstood. And she said, why can't women not be bitches to each other and just get along or something along those lines? Right. And Ebony, you know, took offense and said, you know, why are you letting your mods call women bitches and all this stuff? And I and Ebony's allowed to feel the way she wants to feel mm-hmm. about things. That's her prerogative. Um, I think where and I don't want to speak for her. I'm just talking about what I observed. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I again, I want to preface it with I believe Ebony can do and feel the way she wants to about everything, and I support her. Sure. Um, but she felt like the line of questioning was um, getting out of line. Like, oh, did she? The line of questioning as well as the comment were a problem? Yeah. I, I really so she was getting know. frustrated with Joey um, because he basically started asking her about Phil Nagy and how. Um, she was, you know, working with Phil Nagy, a guy who, you know, was kind of a misogynist, not treating women well. Okay. And he said, like, hey, you're, you know, this feminist. You know, why are you working with Phil Nagy? And there were people in the chat who were like, well, bring up Phil Nagy. Why is she working oh, with Phil Nagy? Oh. And so I think... It, like, is he like that? Because I... I mean, I don't know him. The reason I so, ask is because I've never even heard of who he is until so he this So he owns happened. ACR poker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Online okay. poker. Yeah. yeah. There are plenty of allegations okay. of sexual misconduct towards okay. women by Phil Nagy. All right. Uh, yeah. So here... And I called into Joey's podcast and I talked about it. Here... After this? After yeah, Ebony after went the on? Pod, after the podcast, he kept uh, recording for like six hours after. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, you should take a listen. I sent it to you. You did? Uh, yeah, I did. I sent oh. you the link. Yeah. But it was a while ago. Like, you and I have Gossip Girl text messages. Oh, yeah. We're, like, by they're the end of the day, there's long. like mile long text between I do the two wanna, of us. It's hard, though. Six hours is a long time, but I do want to watch oh, it. Oh, yeah. You can. That's why you got a timestamp, man. You got to get those timestampers oh, out there. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, for all you folks who are always yelling about timestamps, that's vicky's listen i job. have a full-time job plus this we got to pay some some internet nerd 20 bucks per show to timestamp because i don't ha- always have you're the time. an internet nerd yeah i don't always have the time hey, man. A 20's a 20 i got a 20 oh my god all right go finish so i basically said that like at some point in every career like as a woman and i'm just saying this from the woman's perspective at some point you're gonna run into yeah. some chauvinist stuff 
you have to decide what battles you want to fight where you want to align yourself with and you have to sometimes prioritize yourself and so when i say that and again i don't know why ebony you know whatever decisions she made i like that she took this opportunity and right. i said this on joey's show you take this opportunity because you have to prioritize yourself you're never going to be able to get into a high roller otherwise unless you bank a massive tournament and even if you banked like 1.8 million or 2 million on your own 200,000 is still a huge buy-in mm -hmm. even if you had a million two million dollar bankroll or one million dollar bankroll so like take the opportunity she decided to take the opportunity she decided to prioritize herself phil Nagy brought her kids and a friend to support her that's and nice fucking good for her take it ebony yeah. make your money do what you need to do for yourself and I'm not judging her. So I'm not playing dumb because you know me. I'm a I, I do the gossip thing with you, but a lot of times you bring me up to speed, right? Yeah. I mean, and I'm like, well, who's that? And you're like, come on, Nick, are you kidding me? Like, because people assume that you and I are like in the poker yeah. weeds I mean, all day, I'm, but we're I'm not really. I'm running hustler and I'm playing, and like yeah. a lot of that stuff. Even a few things came up recently people, with someone else, and they're like, "You should know that." I'm like, "I don't know that. Like, I don't. I just so so when I'm saying these things, it's it's not an act for me. So uh, the so the rub is, is that maybe because of that reputation, then um, going forward with that type of person or that person was an issue to some people, and maybe it contradicts her movement. Yeah. So is, she is what, okay. she is a champion for women for okay. feminism. Okay. And um, again, as a feminist, from my perspective, you can do whatever you want. You wanna be a housewife? Cool. You wanna, you wanna work with Phil Nagy and play high rollers? Do it. You wanna be on a yacht with Dan Bilzerian and charge him whatever you charge him a month? Do it. You wanna start your own business? Do it. You wanna be a nurse? Great. Like, that's how I, I think about it. And I, I like that she took this opportunity right. and she yeah, opened yeah, up some doors for yeah, 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 yeah. So that's all I really want to say about that. I don't want to, I don't so want to. So why was she upset? Was Joey implying, so I, I really haven't watched it. Well, was there an implication or did she feel like, uh, uh, like there was a conflict to do it and then was uncomfortable being questioned about it? Like what, what was the rub? I think Joey and the chat were holding her feet to the fire, so to speak because of what she stands for so and he, that. He asked, first of all, what percentage of yourself did you have? She said it was none of your business, none of his business, and uh, not, not exact same words, but okay. she has the right to not say what she doesn't want to say. Yeah, whatever. I think most poker players are very transparent with what they have of themselves, at least my friends, but she doesn't have to be. That's okay. fine. Yeah. And then I think people in the chat and, um, and Joey were asking her like, well, you know, if you're so against this, why are you working with Phil Nagy, who is like, been known to sexually harass women he said that or he asked pretty uh, much that question kind of yeah okay. that way okay and uh she didn't like the questions do you think that embarrassed her because of the conflict is that why I or don't, you just thought it was inappropriate she thought maybe it was inappropriate just to ask it what's here's the my perspective the way it looks to me is that it was supposed to be a celebration between friends and now now backtrack joey and ebony have been friends for years there's videos of them i think they posted a picture of themselves from like seven years ago when they were mm. like younger kids or even even further back than that um but they have a long-standing relationship um as good friends and so i think she thought this was going to be a celebration of her accomplishments and not grilling her not some tough questions 
Well, or questions she didn't want to talk maybe about. Maybe she wasn't prepared. Maybe if yeah. he had said, hey, we might have because I feel like you and I, when we bring people on the show, if we were to hit, I mean, I've asked some of our guests, hey, are you okay if I ask you this? And usually they'll be like, no, or yes, or, you know, sometimes they'll come in and say, I don't want to talk about this. And it's it's a matter of respect, right? Totally. And um, I think maybe she wasn't aware of this line of questioning. I think she was like really happy, feeling accomplished, like top of the world, top of her career. Yeah. And then she probably wasn't prepared for this line Wanted of questioning. Wanted a different vibe right. with the questioning. And the him. chat kind of, you know how chat is. Once they get a little bit of bait, they she jump have, all she over She shouldn't it. have been reading that because the chats will say things that will totally take you out of your vibe. Um, I will say, and just like you did, you prefaced, I've only met Ebony twice, I think once or twice, playing at the bike. Um, I liked her. She was charming, very charming, very personable, and I liked her a lot. So uh, I only I say that because I don't I don't have a dog in the fight on an opinion of this because I didn't see the interview. I just heard of it and watched the very very end. So that's why I'm almost interviewing you by asking you like about it because I w- I'm not sure of all the details. I do I did watch the ending of it. It was very uncomfortable to watch. Um, Joey, whose face turned red, it looked like he was scrambling a little bit. Um, but the only maybe small opinion I have on it is uh, I just think that, like you said, if she was caught off guard and she probably wasn't wanting to go down that that lane and maybe there was maybe sometimes there's like a little bit of like where you feel called out because it's a conflict to your ideology or your movement. Right. So well, you one get uncomfortable. Thing she, one thing she brought up was like, hey, you had um, you had a cheater on your podcast and you were like soft on him. Why are you hitting oh, is me that hard? Right? I see. Well, oh, I see. She felt he softballed Bryn Kenny. Yeah. And then hardballed her a little bit yeah. on it. So she and felt attacked. And she's one of his friends. She just uh, had this huge... It, this was a celebration for her. What That's did Joey what say like. after that? Like, was he taken back by it? Was he shocked? Did he think, like, he was too hard on her? What was the? What was his feedback after it happened? It seemed, from my perspective, that Joey looked uncomfortable. So his chat was pushing him for something... Um, she was not happy with the direction it was going and he, it, he could tell that he was uncomfortable. And then when he kept going on with the stream on Twitch after, and then I called in that night, he, from like the way I could tell the way he was, it seemed like he was upset that he hurt his friend hmm. and he didn't know what was right. Like it, he wanted- He was questioning himself. Right, and he wanted feedback as to how the interview went and whether, like, what what people thought about it all. Because it probably came, and I'm only assuming came down for him as, I don't want to use the word journalist, but as what he's doing is, like, he's doing a podcast people do. It's like when I uh, interviewed Phil before I said, hey, I'm going to ask you whatever I want to ask you. I'm not going to softball you like everyone does. He's like, okay, that's fine. Like... But she, yeah, he's probably just caught in the middle. Like, this is my friend. Did I fuck up? Or like, did I do the right thing? And she's just being overly sensitive to it. Or is it somewhere in the middle? I could see that because I probably would be going through the same thing if I was in that spot. I think it's somewhere in the middle, to be honest with you. And and I say this as a huge fan of Ebony. And um, I have a slight friendship with her. Like, I would never say she's like one of my best friends. Yeah. 
but uh, we have each other's numbers. We've texted before. Like we talk when we see each other at the series. I'm a huge fan of hers. I'm so incredibly happy for her. So at the same time, like I don't want to misrepresent what she went through in that chat i'm merely saying what i observed yeah, and like what presented it seemed like very to me. well i don't think you, you you're not you're not going on one side or it's, the other we're just discussing a topic that happened and i think that if she wasn't as triggered by the questioning maybe and she didn't realize the mod was a woman maybe also too on that one parts because i think if you look back on that and she realizes it's a woman and the statement really does say why you know about bitches like you know fighting and why should it be like that or whatever i don't think that was too bad coming from a woman basically saying like why does it have to be this way and I, it just was taken different because she was went into a different place maybe yeah i think the mod did not mean it the way ebony Doesn't sound took like it. it but i also kind of agree with ebony that like your mod should not be kind of using those kind of triggering words especially when the interview starts starts getting kind of serious so and Here's how I think about online yeah. live interviews and stuff like the online, uh, it, I wouldn't even call it the chat pros, but some of the people, the trolls online can be very unforgiving. And if they sense, like if you, they're like sharks, you sure. cut yourself in the water, yeah, there's a little bit of little blood, blood yeah. they all start circling. And like, if you can't roll with the punches, yeah they're gonna yeah i could imagine if you're on a sensitive subject and you're reading the chat as well and you're getting hammered and put in being pushed in that direction she probably just said fuck this like she just and didn't. she did and she left yeah yeah well you know that that happens i guess sometimes when you're asking the tougher questions whether they're appropriate or not uh that'll be up to joey decide or the people watching i don't have an opinion because i didn't see all the questioning all i all i saw was the very end and them discussing the mod that's all i watched so you know that i occasionally uh come across in a way and you you and i have talked about it and our producer sometimes like if it's something that is triggering to me yes. I, I can come across like i start getting like kind of angry and stuff yeah thing is like i don't think anger and i want to work on that on myself because it's not pleasant to watch as a viewer to mm -hmm. see someone be like angry and like in your face and once the anger starts the show just like goes downhill yeah. and i think feminism doesn't have to be angry and it can be and it's whatever you think it is but i i think for a podcast if you're going to be in that space i think about that as for myself like i don't think many people want to watch anyone be angry and you could tell she was getting angry and then yeah the chat just pounced on that so yeah yeah that's that is it's true it's you know it does something like that does make for temporary good tv in the sense that people like drama and now i'm sure people watching this that haven't will go watch it and all that because that's just so like how we are we like uh, car wrecks you know we do uh, in people, poker especially yeah, people, yeah especially poker car you know, car crashes but um but i do agree with your premise it's like at some point if a conversation is going to continue if it does have that kind of angry hostile vibe it's just 
it's a bummer and it doesn't work on a show. I mean, it can work temporarily for some views and there could be some drama to it and stuff. But yeah, if that, because we've talked about that, it's like, look, you know, we're polar opposites and you've taken a lot of heat for doing a show with me mm -hmm. because I'm perceived and as a certain, uh, yes, I have. And I'm perceived as a certain way and a certain type of guy, which I think you're learning I'm not as, mm -hmm. as pictured. Um, but because of that pressure, that pressure's on, I, I think we, we have both felt a little bit of that, but we're pushing through it and starting to realize that the people that um, want to polarize that way are really the, I would say, and just, just my opinion, I, I don't say you believe this, are really the problem because as we said so many times, it's like, look, we could discuss a topic, we could go as far with it as what we think is safe to do that because there are just some topics that like, not you in general, but like if someone doesn't have good communication skills and they don't know how to lay up their opinion and it like lands wrong, even if it's without intent, if that person has a passion for it inside or is insulted, now it's like lobbied back the other way, the same way with some defensiveness and then it just goes downhill. And so I think we've done a really good job of um, kind of figuring that out and not, not letting that become part of our show. Because what I have told people is this, regardless if you are a 180 of me in a lot of ideologies, you're a better person than a lot of people that have the same beliefs as me. So that's all that I care about. Oh, and I heart you too. Oh, you're such a good but, friend to but, me too. But that's true though. And so, yeah, and I, you know, I mean that and I know you do too. A lot so. of people ask me why I do this. I'm like, okay, as I've gotten to know Nick, yeah. he's treated me and I, fuck, I'm not saying like, I have no. You can say nice things. We I can still no, troll each other later. I have no like skin in the game and hustler. Like there's no way I'm playing any of those big games. I had to sell I sold 60% of my action to play today, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm honest about it, like I don't care because I don't normally play a 10, 20 game. Yeah, I understand. Um, and so I'm okay with sharing, you know, what I uh, what I have of myself and stuff. I think right. transparency is great. But like, um, I just wanna be clear when I talk about um, Ebony's anger or however that was perceived for people, it's not just like feminists. Like we see Phil Hellmuth coming across so badly when he yeah. gets angry and it's like off-putting. No one likes to watch that. And I just think anger in general. And we have done interviews with people who get triggered and we can just see that it's we, a change. We did one recently. Yeah, we did. And it changes everything. Yes. And it's not fun for you and I to no. interview that person. And then it's probably not fun to watch All the it. air just leaves the room. Yeah. yeah. And this is supposed to be a fun That's poker right. podcast. Yeah. Yeah, and we could talk about serious things, but we just, the conversations just have to be talked about. Like we talk, this is our famous thing we've agreed upon. If we have a conversation, you just can't try to win. You just can discuss a point of fact, knowing that maybe the other person is still not going to see it that way, but it's, it's you just move on. You're like, okay, well, yeah, I got it. I got your point, but yeah, okay. It's yeah. kind of like the interview I did, and I don't want to keep harping on it, but like the interview I did for GG Poker with Dan Bilzerian. That mm -hmm. wasn't an interview for me to Barbara Walters him. That was an interview for me to just like yeah. get to know who he is and like kind right. of soft softball the interview yeah. this is a poker podcast i'm not here to throw feminism down your throat or liberalism or fucking i don't know satanism i don't know <laughs> oh my god you're gonna put so much heat on me speaking no, of satanism joking. yeah <laughs> yeah acr no. sponsored ko <laughs> well we yeah that's the that's the lead-in huh well well you know like Again, it's one of those things where like KL has played the last two series because of ACR. 
So this organization that's led by this, like, mis, you know, quote unquote misogynist, this guy who is apparently terrible or whatever, is like giving one of my best friends an opportunity to play. And I just think that's wonderful. I, I'm all about trying to get people into poker who like normally don't have a way in. Yeah. You know, like I, oh, I don't want to like sick brag this moment, but like I try to buy people in here and there into events Yeah, and just take like a small percentage of their action if I know that they don't have the bankroll and they've been, you know, they're interested in it. They've been studying. They don't normally, they're not exposed to it. And so like, I think ACR did that for KL and I love that ACR did that for Ebony. So like maybe Phil Nagy, I'm going to get heat for this. Maybe he's not that bad. Well, it's I mean, like this. Like, if, if he really did those things that everyone says, then in that lane, he's bad or he needs to take accountability for it. But if he's doing those other things and in those other ways, then he's not bad. I mean, they can be separate, uh, right? Well, I was going to say, he can still be a, a misogynist and caring and allow, you know... <laughs> KL to play and Ebony to play. I don't know, man. No, I know. And that's the fine line where people, I think what happens is, is I think everybody as just meaning all of us, I just think if like, if you feel like you're supporting somebody that has kind of a chink in their armor per se, personally or uh, socially or whatever this is that we're talking about and then you support them in another way. It's like this blanket support that that particular one side of a group who's supporting this or not is just going to come and just try to sink your battleship. They're just going to attack you for saying anything positive. And you and I have talked off stream that that sometimes could get in our head or your head, right? You've said it's like, gosh, you know, like I feel this underlining pressure. Like sometimes when a topic comes up that like I'm going to take some heat if I don't stand up or I don't say something. And sometimes that's just not the right angle to take. And that's like the example I gave you the other day. I was in the chat of my own show and some guy, I'm glad he's watching and thank you for watching. I'm not trying to pile on you. I said this in another show. He said to me, you know, why are you letting Veronica run roughshod over you about your, your faith and about, about God? Stick up for God. And I was just like, hey man, like I'm doing a poker podcast with a little twist of gossip and just a fun thing. And she can believe whatever she wants to believe. This is not my place to talk about that right here. I've never been shy about my belief. I've never been shy. Most people are very embarrassed to say I believe in God because some people think it's ridiculous or I believe in Jesus. And they just like, they just are like, and a lot of even believers just are afraid to publicly say that. I'm not. Just like you're not, uh, like you're like, hey, I'm this. I don't believe, I'm the like that's fine and then you know we do our show and you're a good person and you know you're my friend and at the end of the day that's what i was trying to tell this guy and again not to say anything negative about him but like that's not my that could be your style you want to do that you want to and to me i just feel that pushes so many people away when you just try to cram anything down their throat whatever way it is and if ever you have something and stuff whatever maybe i'll think about it maybe it'll make me think like to think out this thought process and I'm hoping for the same like maybe you know whatever and other than that we're just two people trying to grind out a living here the guy who does my Botox is very very religious mm -hmm. and we talk about it sometimes yeah but we still stay friends right he's That's a plastic good. surgeon yeah you better be nice to him I know right <laughs> you better be nice to him you're Give gonna come that... like this yeah right <laughs> <laughs> you know half your face like way up here the other half he's like yeah 
take that shit somewhere I never, else. I never started Botox till like I was 43. But uh, what are you? 45. I'm 45. Yeah. Mm. But there's like here. Yeah. Thank you. There's like um, my plastic surgeon has people. You have a plastic surgeon. Well, he's the one who does my Botox. Whoa. He does cosmetic plastic surgery. He also he runs a small clinic. So and it's in San Francisco. He also works in Beverly Hills, but uh, he'll do the Botox for you. He doesn't have like a nurse do it for him or anything. And he's super nice. I think he likes the social aspect too because we gossip a little bit. He yeah. wants to know what's going on in the poker world. He does. While he's giving me the Botox. Does it's he so watch cute. your show? Yeah. He watches nice. all my, he follows me on all the social media. Shout out to Dr. Roy. Roy hey, Dr. Kim. Roy, can you do me a favor? Can you do a little something more with this, please? Come on. <laughs> Send me the bill. I can't take this on a regular basis. Send him the bill, Dr. Well, Roy. Well, you can't come in looking like this, though. <laughs> you gotta no, go. but he's very religious. And we even talk about it in his office, and he knows I'm not. And When you and, say religious, he's a Christian? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, oh, Dr. Roy's single, and maybe we can use this platform. How old is he? Roughly. He's in his uh, early 50s. Early 50s. But a good, good doctor, looking, good plastic looking. Plastic surgeon. Plastic surgeon. Single. Wow. Swipe left looking, or right on that. Swipe right. He's a great guy, and but he's looking for someone who's also Christian. Yeah. That's what it that is. Would, yeah, I get that. Okay, so any of you... So I've tried. I have a few Christian friends, and I reached out to them, and they're like, no, sorry, I'm dating someone. I'm like, oh, darn it. Yeah. Well, so let me know. He's if good you looking have, too, Dr. Roy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he should be fine. He's a doctor. I don't know. He's having a hard time. And Roy, he's why, such a what's good guy. The, what's the holdup, Roy? Doctor, well, Dr. Roy wants like someone to go to church with and someone yeah, well, who's the same religion. And he's having a hard time with that. Oh, there's having a hard time finding someone that wants to go to church? Uh, yeah, someone who believes the way he does. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, so he's it's like very important to him. And I get yeah, that. Yeah, he, he wants to be evenly yoked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. He, <laughs> that probably will be helpful. Like he, that's, I get that. Um, yeah. Well, I think it, it'll be okay. Well, we'll work on it. We'll take applications for him because we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna set up an email. Yeah. So um, I want to set up an email right. because I want it to be a bit of confessions. Or so I want people to email us with their poker stories and confessions and they have to let us know, yes, you can say my name or no, don't say my name or give us feedback or whatever. Yeah. So like if they have a poker beef or poker gossip or they have something that hasn't hit the air or they have a, even a subject that they want to know about or maybe in this case, if it's somebody that wants to meet Dr. Roy. Oh my oh. gosh, send us your uh, Dr. Roy date request. Yes. You know, send us it, a picture it, if you want to date Dr. Roy though. Yeah, oh yeah, I think that would be fair. And no catfishing, because I'm gonna no. vet them. Well, but he can change the way they look. <laughs> <laughs> right? We just have to bring somebody can, with the same base. Yeah. We just have to have the right base, right. and then he can... You got, Dr. Roy will know if they he have good bone thing. structure. If yeah, she yeah. Has, yeah. We just got to bring the right bone structure. So so send us your date requests for Dr. Roy. Yes. Send us your confessions. Send us your good poker stories. Give us feedback. So we're going to put together an email for everyone. And then I want to do an email, like a, a fan episode where they email us and we just talk about what we get. Yes. And then also we will do this at some point. One time when you are, um, we're, we're, we're not going to do it live. We thought that might be a disaster. We see what happened to Joey. But, um, <laughs> but maybe what we're going to do sometime we talked about is having that show where we do call-ins, yeah. but it's not going to be live. We're going to we'll be able to edit it so someone can't call in and go, fuck you, you know, and just hang up yeah. like they do 
do Howard Stern used to do that with a bunch of shows, right? Yeah. Um, but where the chat pros and the people watching can call in and we can interact with them. So yeah. we're going to set that up soon. So I want you guys to look in the description and the email to email us your confessions or Dr. Roy dates. What should we name that email? Well, we'll figure that out after the show, but no, in the description, yeah, it'll be there. By the time, like, we'll figure it out. I don't know. I was thinking the uh, Nick what? Tucci confessions. We could do that, or it could be something as simple as info at the com, and then even though it's not as creative, but it's easy, and then our, our whole purpose is mm -hmm. to gather info. But if you want to name we it something call it like that. We could complaints. Oh my God, Com <laughs> uh, the fucking complaint box. Nitucci complaint box. Oh my, yeah, uh, no. Uh, if we set them up like, well, they're gonna they're gonna do that anyways, right? So yeah, call whatever you want. I'll tell you what. Here's what we're gonna do. You're gonna decide. We're gonna, gonna finally decide. let you make a decision. Oh my God. This is your first big Every decision. Every decision I make goes wrong, though. You know that. Well, you're you're two for three now with. Well, I'll stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah no poo-pooing yeah, yeah, the, yeah. mm -hmm. the things. Yeah, the stuff. Uh, so... <laughs> the things! <laughs> in the description, you will find the email. Please email us. If you want to tell Nick your life story and just spill the beans, <laughs> beg him for money. He has a good That's amount right. of money. This money, you know, just send us an email. Yeah, and I made two mistakes that made that made me think of something, because I rarely make mistakes, but in this case, I did. <laughs> That's a joke. It's it's called like reverse self. Yeah, I got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I'll um, I'll laugh when you have funny jokes though. I know. Well, that's good. I like that about you. Um, but I put out those two episodes called Envy Rants, and I put them both out like on a weekend or a late Friday that com competed. They were competing with the game, and so I want everyone to know they're there. They're two episodes because the reason I say that is because you just m mentioned something about your life story. Well, I have a life story and I have some things that I believe will help people that are up and coming. Uh, could be in poker, could be in business, that type of thing. So um, nothing more than I wanna make sure they know it's out there. They're called the Envy Rants. The first one is your mind is your strongest muscle. I got hit hard when I said that because everyone said, you know, your mind's an organ, it's not a muscle. Yes, I know it's an organ, but the point is-, is Internet nerds, man. It makes a point of like a muscle to you. So, just know that I know that. And the second one is um, success is a, is a game of inches. And so there's the the first one and the second one. And I, there are uh, stuff that's in the book. So I think it's really good good to watch because those are some of the things in there really helped me um, kind of pull myself out of a lot of deep and dark places to get to anywhere I've gotten to. And so I feel compelled to share it. What was... Tell us about one of like your darkest places that you've been in. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, the darkest place that I've ever been in, I believe, was after the 2000, uh, the dot-com crash. So I built a technology business when I was really young. It wasn't even 22 yet, 1989. That's when I was 21. And um, I know. Damn. I, yeah, fuck. So... But I started this business selling uh, computer chips and it evolved into a complete systems integrator, a big 25,000 square foot building, 100 employees, 40 million in revenue, uh, right place, right time with a few people skills and it just worked out for a while. But what I did wrong was I didn't have any life experience and I built up this massive uh, 
this massive lifestyle that needed that revenue to continue and payments and buying things. And I was young and I never had oh, anything. Oh, you were spending faster yeah, than you were making? Yeah, so I wasn't saving and preparing because I didn't have the, the wisdom. To do that, I was just a young kid. And then when everything stopped, when the crash happened, my business started tanking hard. All the dot-com companies started going out of business. The IPOs all crashed. Nobody was spending. I uh, had a massive cash flow problem. I was losing millions of dollars. Long story short, probably too late, but long story short, I, um, I was in three years into losing a business in a forbearance agreement, which is agreement with the bank where basically they own your ass because you're not paying them back. Uh, I could barely make payroll. I remember there'd be like weekends where like I literally was paralyzed with fear and on Monday when I'd have to go back into that big empty building, like would literally have to choke back tears driving there because of the fear. I had two kids, one on the way, they were little, I had a K through 12 education. And I, I said this in one of the rants and I don't like to focus on it, but I literally thought my family would be better off if I wasn't here, just financially because of like insurance. And literally it was the darkest time for me and I wound up pivoting into the real estate business by being invited to something, uh, a class that someone spent a bunch of money on. And anyways, long and short of it is, I learned some stuff, but when I finally got a mentor, which is my first chapter, and it was supposed to be in real estate, but this dude changed my perspective of life and my mind, and he taught me like so many principles that pivoted me in a direction. Now, it took uh, some years of me grinding and, and coming back and working these things that I was taught, not only in real estate, but especially with like mindset and and being able to like put some things together that I wasn't like upstairs here. And it literally changed my life. I, and anytime, and I've run into so many problems, even that business I built up after that, I ran into massive problems with, with two partners that were my closest friends. And it was an emotional disaster for me even years after that. And because I had that, I was able to get through it and push through and then like start my own massive uh, training business that went nationwide. And I'm telling you right now, I don't care if I had a master's, a PhD, I don't care if I could split the atom with you. Who I, the, What got me through it were some success principles that are so simple and being able to overcome fear and being able to overcome um, all those challenges, but in the right way, because we've talked about this. I do not believe just being positive will make you successful. It does not. You gotta get your fucking ass up and you gotta go grind and you gotta go have a plan and you gotta do these things. So it's all part of that. And so that's what's in that book, my, my story, but it's also like why I felt compelled to drop the ones that are called Envy Rants because I, like even if literally one person that sitting out there just paralyzed with like hopelessness, can, like that could just help them. It's everything to me because literally somebody did that for me. So I think that every successful person behind them at some point in their lives had a mentor. And th the times in my life when someone invested themselves into me, into my success, have been the most impactful and and um, have been the most change for me improvements for the better and then whenever i don't have that yes. i start to not i like i just coast yeah here's what i have to do and i want to go right back to that subject because this is actually a subject that's more important to me than anything but my daughter just called me and so i have to make sure she's good she called twice okay so let's pause 
Okay, so you're okay because you're using your fake voice. Hi. Oh, I'm fine, yeah. I'm actually doing my podcast and recording right now, but when you call twice, I'm answer. So tell me. No, 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 no. Tell me what's up, and we're going to solve it, and then i got to hang up. I was just going to say I need money. <laughs> <laughs> me too. You need money. For what? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting food right now, and then I'm going to Universal later with my friends, and I need money for food there. Okay. Do you know how much you need? Um... Okay, you want me just to guess? Just like, All right. whatever you feel like. Wow, you know I'm always going to probably do better than what you'll say. Okay, so yeah. everyone, this is my daughter, Isabella Izzy. Say hi. Hi, Izzy. Hi, everyone. Okay, I'm going to Venmo you right now, and then i got to get back to a I'm serious so conversation. I'm sorry for interrupting. I'm sorry. You're okay. Bye, honey. I love okay, you. Love Bye. you. Bye. All right, got to Venmo her. Sorry, because when she called twice, I'm like... Let me just make sure. So we're gonna just do this live. This is not planned. I know everyone probably thinks it is. It's not. What do you think I should give her? Oh. For universal and for food. Jeez, fuck. I don't know. My parents would never give me shit. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe we'll talk about that next. Um, oh, I gotta put in a thing. Okay, food. Whatever. All right. Um, that is sent. So please. That, that was like the worst timing. Please say again what you said, and let's let's pivot from that because I really want to talk about this I think this is like really good for people listening so you said you think most people are successful that have mentors you were just not paying attention no I was but when she called twice I I panicked a little bit mm. uh, no I was done my thought and then you cut it off that was your response you <laughs> well, were supposed to respond there time out like, well no I just I I just think that every successful person has yeah. had a mentor in their life at some point yeah and I believe that's true. I mean, I, even like I talked about in one of the rants, like even like with poker, a lot of the, po not all, but a lot of the poker players that really want to get better, they go into the, the lab and they, they work with someone that's been there, done that, seen more hands in them. Um, and, and like even Michael Jordan talks about his dad being his mentor, uh, the best golfers in the world. I mean, Serena Williams, yes. her dad basically sacrificed his entire livelihood. Well, not, I don't know about livelihood, but all of his time to make sure her and her sister were playing and yeah. mentored them and yeah. Tiger Woods. Yeah, it's a big dad. it's a big deal. I tell you what, I will tell you this. That call it mentor, call it support, call Somebody it whatever you want. In your life yes. who believes in you yes. sometimes more than you believe in yourself yes. and helps guide you. I don't want to get into the whole thing, but I said it in the last one in the last thing I recorded. I literally flew out to Florida, millions of dollars in debt. Uh, I got invited to a three-day real estate class that someone paid $6,000 for. I almost didn't go. That's why I say life's a game of inches. But when he told me he paid that much, I thought, what a fucking idiot that he did this, okay? Because he was fucking broke too and misery loves company. And so he called me and invited me. I said no at first until he put the value on it. And I went and How I- How is he broke and he pays $6,000 for he, you? Just like the same reason why, like when I was million dollars in debt and then I went to this thing and wound up paying $30,000 for more training and I had to go leverage it. I took it out of my house that I was already probably gonna lose. And then when I went to this, there was someone there that taught a class about cash flow properties that really resonated with me. And his name was Chris. And I and we were there for like five days in Orlando. You go to these different boot camps and classes each day. I followed this guy around. He probably hated seeing me coming because like he's got hundreds of students, he's successful. And I remember this as when I, st when I became the trainer in real estate, pe my students would follow me around like when we would do a, uh, a four day class. And so I made sure I always gave them the time because I remember that was me. And 
I said, Chris, I need you so naive. I, I want you to like help me, train me, mentor me. And he's like, Nick, I could give you my email. I got hundreds of students. I got a family. I'm busy. And, you know, he just couldn't. It was ridiculous. I, I had no money. I was fucking busted and in millions in debt. And I said, I'll give you $10,000. Please spend some time with me. He said, no. I offered him another number. He said, no. And I found him again. He probably, when he saw me coming, was like, this fucking guy's driving me crazy. I offered him $30,000 that I didn't have, didn't know, and I didn't think he was going to accept it. I said, please spend like four days with me a week, whatever it is. He finally said yes. He took it too. He finally said yes. And I panicked because then I had to figure out how to get it. Okay. And on after like half day in the first day, because I wore my identity on my sleeve, which was failure. Okay. I was scared. I was, um, uh, I was, had anxiety. Um, I was thinking about things that I told you that were, were very dark. And he sat me down about halfway through the day and said, listen, you gotta stop. And I said, well, what? And he's like, Nick, he's like, listen to me. He goes, he said the words to me, you wear your identity on your sleeve. That's why I say that. He said, you, I get it. I get it. Like, please don't, don't think I'm insulting you by saying that I get that you're like screwed and you're gonna lose your home and you got kids and you're, you're hurting and like all this, but you're never gonna accomplish this. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yes, if you can't get a few things straight, up here and you can't change some things, you're not gonna make it. And he said, I wanna ask you something. He said, did you, uh, are you healthy? I said, I think so. Yeah, and he goes, okay. He goes, did you eat today? I said, yeah. He's, and he went through these things. Do you have a family? Do you have people love you? Yes, yes, and I went through the whole thing. And he said, exact words, he said, you should be fucking ashamed of yourself. And I was like, whoa, and I was super offended. And he said, there's somebody sleeping, laying, not sleeping, laying in a hospital bed right now that would trade your shitty situation for just two more weeks of life. There's somebody today that hasn't eaten, and you're going to eat again when we break and go to lunch. Think it out. Like, yeah, it sucks, man. But even if you lose your stupid house, like, you can figure it out. Or you still have people that love you. You still... Right, some gratefulness, you know, yeah. Like, and, and I swear, at first I was offended. I got the chills. And it actually chokes me up. When I really thought about that, it changed my whole life. Now, it didn't like nothing was fixed. And then he taught me the steps of taking that negative, all that fear, the anxiety, all that pain, and how to replace it very slowly called pattern interruption. And he taught me a bunch of other stuff of how, like, because I tell you, every couple seconds, I would have that fear come over to me, even if I was like doing something with him, and then I would remember my situation and I would get paralyzed again. And he would show me how to make that go away. And then it would come back like every few minutes. And then I would keep working it, saying things out loud, saying things in my head, working this like this program of re, like, just repattering my, my mind. And slowly but surely just realizing that me worrying about this right this second isn't gonna change tomorrow, it's still coming. I missed at least three Christmases with my little girls because I would sit there paralyzed with fear, depressed. That was the worst time for me ever. It's because cash flow got worse, businesses weren't spending, and my problem always got worse right at that time of the year. And I would sit there and I really missed it. Like I just missed it because I was too worried, too um, afraid. And it just changed everything for me. So when I went through things later, like I went through some things later after that, that were not easy. They weren't as bad financially as that, but I did lose another business after that. And I, and I had to shut down my current business because of COVID. And, and I was way better financially, financially set by that time. But if that didn't happen to me, I would never be here today. I wouldn't be playing in these cash games. I wouldn't be financially free. 
I wouldn't have what I have monetarily. You wouldn't have Hustler Casino Live? I might not even have my family. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be here. And it changed my life. So that's why I'm like really passionate about that subject because there are a lot of people watching right now that I promise you that maybe a couple of them it's hitting them that like they're they're there they're they're grinding they're trying to figure out and there's some people that are just young that are starting out that are like hey how do i get success success principles are simple and i said this too in my rant you took you take all the wealth away from all the self-made successful people and i don't know the time because i don't have the study but i know this for a fact if you give them just what they know and leave them with that and maybe just a little bit maybe one stack or nothing they will get that wealth back at some point in their life because of what they have and how they got it because they could get it again it's it's a wealth mentality and a success mentality versus a poverty mentality and if you gave all their money to the people that have a poverty mentality it would most likely unless a few of them got lucky would be gone and that whole shift would happen again so that's what people have to understand is like it's not about your education. I know so many people with every degree that you could possibly have, and that is cool. Like, that is an accomplishment. I don't have that. Do I wish I did? No, but if I did, I'd be proud of it. But it means nothing. I, I, there's people like that that haven't turned anything into dollars. And I'm talking just monetarily success, because I even said on my, my show when I did the Envy Rant, there's success that is not about money. If you're, if you're blessed in so many ways, you're happy, you have success, that is way more important than money. But if we're gonna talk about money and we're gonna talk about that, um, then that's why I talk on those principles. There's, there's certain things that I believe make people. Dude, I have more failure in my life in business than I do success. You just don't see that because all you, all you see is somebody that plays on a high stakes game for thousands of dollars or you see this big building that we have we're in or my car, you know, you see those things but what you don't see is the, the, the three businesses that I lost and the pain and the suffering and the staying up all night and the five businesses that I tried that failed. You don't see that because your success speaks for itself and that's why I think more people that are successful, self-made, should come out and share those principles like i'm sharing them for free like i just i just think it's just you know it's something that have to pay it forward because someone did it for me now i did pay him thirty thousand, but that was for real estate training but what he gave me was invaluable if he never taught me one thing about real estate while i was there it had been worth every dime every fucking penny i think a lot of people have a tendency of seeing success in a vacuum yeah right it's kind of like poker too like uh, I will use a small example of my friend Landon Tice, yeah. who is what now 23 and has like a ton of poker success. And everyone's like, oh, look, this young kid, Berkey took him under his wing and now he's winning. And like, uh, they're staking him obviously. Well, no one sees Landon mm -hmm. sitting in the one cent, two cent games and grinding multi-tables right. and doing timestamps for Joey Ingram and like grinding in the background and trying to, he reached out to me before he even moved to Vegas and he's like, hey, I'm an up and coming poker pro, I, I'm good. Like, I don't, I remember if he was like trying to get on the podcast on my YouTube channel or something, but I remember him reaching out to me. I'm like, the fuck is this kid? I didn't respond. But um, eventually I did respond yeah. and eventually, you know, he, that's how I became his friend. And, um, but people only see this like one tournament you win or one business that's successful, no one can appreciate, especially if they're not in that situation or they they hate their lives and they're miserable and not successful, they will just assume that it's just because of luck. And some of it is, and some of it is is like 
some of it you have your parents who are rich some people do get of course get a better take at life but um self-made people you know oftentimes uh, are accused of just getting lucky yeah it's funny I don't know if you watched, but I said that a lot of people have said over the years, oh, it just seems like you get lucky. There had nothing to do with luck. And this is called the entrepreneur. This, by the way, this wasn't planned. This wasn't on our notes to talk about. But um, but this is the thing you don't see. And it's something that I wrote up a long time ago. It's called the entrepreneur. Nobody knows the time put in. Nobody knows the sacrifices made. Nobody knows. I can't even fucking read this thing without fucking choking up. Nobody knows the rejection. Nobody knows the criticisms. Nobody knows the empty bank accounts getting there. Nobody knows the fear that had to be fought and conquered. Nobody knows the sleepless nights putting in, uh, together your vision. But someday your success will absolutely speak for itself and you just got to grind it out. And that's the stuff you don't see. And I've been through every one of those line items right there more than one time. And uh, yeah, that's how I feel about it. And I'm crying like a fucking baby. Well, you are sometimes a big I know. baby. Look at that. But you see, you guys, he's sensitive. <laughs> I am fucking sensitive, but that's because there's pain in there. You know, there's pain inside that 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 grind on the way up. There's just a lot of pain in it, and uh, I wouldn't want to do it again. I'll tell you that right now. Um, but I ha- did say I think on one of those shows I did or one of those episodes is, you know, I would trade everything I have for twenty or thirty more years. But you'd have to leave me with what I have. I, if you just wanted to strip it and start over, I, I won't take the deal. It was too much. So who do you think mentored Phil Ivey? I don't know. But we do know he's going to be on your show this week. Oh, shit. That was the lead-in. I was so... Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go there. Sometimes you're such a fucking blonde. Like you. Well, I'm still in an emotional state. No. So Phil Ivey, this is Monday. <laughs> We're playing... All I know is that if I ever want to take a nap under the desk... All I have to do is ask Nick about his businesses, and he. It, it, this Isn't can, that something? Two I know. hours we can I do. I apologize. I can't no, you're help fine. it. Yeah, it's it's really like that's. I think it's your that show, subject, Nick. <laughs> yes, that is good. But that is that is the truth. That is something real close to my whatever you call it. That once I get going on it, I can't stop. I do think I will say um, this as a caveat. There are things. There's like a threshold, I think, and the threshold's different for every person. Like the. Things that will, um, like your hardships will make you better, but I think there's a threshold. Yeah. Like when I lost my son, that almost broke me. And I had one person and we talk about mentorship and I wouldn't say he was a mentor, close friend and we dated for a bit, called me every day after that. Yeah. Checked on me every day. If it wasn't for him. That person's a blessing, whoever it is. I still love him. I'm still friends with him. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here. I believe Because I wasn't in a good place. I was drinking too much. I was depressed. He called me every day, yeah, every day. Is. And he saw me every day and he made, well, he, I didn't see him every day, but we saw each other a lot, especially we were dating after a while. But like, he really invested a lot of his time into making sure I was okay. And like, if I didn't have that, I, would, I probably wouldn't be here. So like, I, whether it's mentorship or just like being there for someone, it's like yeah, super important. Changing the trajectory of someone's life, yeah. mostly. I think that's one of the most valuable things you can do or give somebody. And so whoever that is, make sure you, you don't. And I've taken, a, I've done a lot of therapy to be able to just talk about this. Dude, I can't even imagine what you just told me because I have three girls, so I can't talk. What should we, what should we name this episode? Nick cries like a bitch. 
Yeah. That Nick's a little bitch. Nick's a little bitch. That's yeah. what I'm going to call it. So Phil Ivey this week. Yeah. So Jesus, can Monday. we get to the topics? Okay, for crying out loud. So Phil, so Phil Ivey, today's uh, Monday. Phil Ivey will be here. Wednesday and Thursday, I believe. Thursday, Friday. Thursday, Friday is going to be the Friday game. Thursday, Friday? Yeah, I see it here Thursday, Friday. Although I thought I read Wednesday, Thursday. I Nick, remember. you're the worst. I know. So listen, how... this week, two days. Is that fair? How the hell was it you or Ryan that got Phil Ivey? I did. Did you? Yeah, you're shocked by that answer. I thought it was going to be Ryan. I know. I know you hate. I know you hate that I thought that. It just you burns you up. Nope. I'm going to say it again. Ryan's the best lineup creator. Now, when I say I got Phil Ivey, let me put the caveat together of how I got Phil Ivey because really it's... We all want to know. It's the same thing as Ryan getting Phil Ivey, so we both take credit for this. So we have um, um, a relationship with WPT. They sponsor us. And one of their ambassadors is Phil Ivey, like Tom Dewan and JRB and these guys. So I do most of the communicating with uh, Tom over there, Thomas over there, and, uh, and we do a lot of business talk and whatever. So we were on the phone a last week, and I said, hey, I, 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 I got to have Phil again. And he's like, yeah, okay. And then we talked two days later. He says, yeah, I think Phil said he could be available. And it was, I think, originally Wednesday, Thursday. That's why that's in my head. And then I think he texts back and he's like, oh, shit, am I bad? It's like Thursday, Friday. Is that okay? I'm like, yeah, we'll figure it out for Phil Ivey. And then I, um, I'll, just, I'll just tell you this. This is funny because this is a little Rip and I's relationship. I wonder if I should say this. Fucking, I'm going to say it. Say it. Yeah, you like it when I say shit. I shouldn't. So I call him at like 9 in the morning, 9.30. Now I know he's sleeping. Ryan, I know, is either playing poker all night on the app or he's doing whatever, and he gets up. Around 10.30 is when I can really get a coherent conversation with Ryan, okay, AM. Anything before that not happening. If you call him twice, his phone rings. So I said, fuck it. I called him twice, it rang, and he's like, Ugh. I'm like, hey, you got a second? He's like, oh, yeah, what? I go, I know you're sleeping. He's like, yeah. I said, hey, uh, next week, Phil Ivey. He's like, what? I'm like, next week, Phil Ivey. Just make sure that like, we figure it out. It's going to be Wednesday, Thursday, because it originally was that. Oh God! Um, well, uh, and he first thought it was Doug Polk week. He forgot that that's the week after this week. So he, shout out to Doug Polk yeah, coming. So we'll have Doug Polk on the following week. Yeah, days or three days. So it's Doug Polk week. next week. Yeah, full two weeks. And he's like, Oh God, I don't know how I'm gonna make that work. Um, I said, Ryan, it's Phil Ivy. Like, I don't like, how we're gonna make it work. Like he's playing on Wednesday and Thursday. Okay. I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. Just call me. Like in a couple hours, I said, "Yeah, I'll call you in a couple hours, but it's not to debate this." He goes, "No, just fucking call me." I'm like, "Oh, dude, you're so difficult." Because it's the thing I have with him. It's the weirdest dichotomy, and I laugh about it. Everyone knows it too. Like even our staff and I was, I was sitting with Lauren before the game, and I go, "Watch this, Lauren." And it was something to do with the WSOP about putting a booth there, or doing something one year, having more presence. And I said, "I'm going to say it to him." And he's going to tell me every single reason why he doesn't want to do that. But then what will happen is at some point he'll think it out. And we'll, if we do do that, he'll, he'll come back around and say we should do that. So she, he comes over and I said, hey, what do you think? He goes, oh, I don't know, man. Do we really get that much traffic through there? Like it's probably so expensive. How do we run the staff that week when we're still doing it? And I looked at her and I go, told you. And so it was just like the same thing. And so then he calls me back, or I think at like 1230 or 1 that day. He's like, so what's up again? And then he remembers that it's not Doug Polk week, and he doesn't have to like overlap them. 
And he's like, yeah, that's true. We could just run then and like, oh, whatever. And then he said something. I go, that's a great idea. Yeah, do that. He goes, yeah, that is a good idea. That's cool. Phil Ivey, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> so it's like that every time. It's like managing the manager. I know he's not your manager, but it's like making someone think it's their idea when you want yeah. something done. Yeah, it's it's like that. And we, we do that every time. I know. And sometimes when I'm low bandwidth, low battery, I can't call because I already know I got to go through like those steps with him. Like he, he's an arguer and it's funny. He's my partner. I love him. He's the best guy in the industry. Wouldn't want to be partnered with anyone else. Could do this without him. There'd be no show. All the accolades possible, but he is a pain in my ass in a good way. Ryan. I love him. Ryan's not a pain in my ass. He's lovely. Of course. Shout out to Ryan. Yeah, well, you're now a new partner. (laughs) I am a new partner. So stay tuned this week for Phil Ivey. It's going to be freaking awesome what are we timed at here oh we are at 59 minutes oh okay so we got a few more topics here uh so we got doug poke next week um let's talk about poker go okay uh they released an email ban banning ali and jake jake schindler i i can't they did the right thing ali's last name oh my god i always get it wrong i can't where is it it's ali 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 what is his name ali ali Amisrovic? Yeah, I think Amisrovic. so. Amisrovic. Say it in your language. Amisrovic. You nailed it. Thank you. Amisrovic. So these two were colluding live. Yeah. On a live stream. There's like mm-hmm. video footage of it. And then they were like colluding online, multi-tabling. Uh, no, real-time software. Real-time software. Yeah. They might have been multi-tabling, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a good thing that Poker Go has put their foot they down. Stepped up. Yeah, yeah. And I th- so look, I'm not kissing any. You know, I'm not an ass kisser. I would rather not say anything. But you know, I've worked at Poker Go on Poker After Dark. Yeah. And um, all I ever saw at Poker Go from Brent, from Maury, um, it. It was just keeping the integrity of the game. It was just, Mm -hmm. they fucking love poker and all they've ever done was want to promote poker. This is like, they love it. No one loves it more. And so them doing what's right for poker, I feel like they've wanted to do it, but of course they're a big corporation that has eyes on them. They have to do it right. Yeah, Everything has to be timed correctly. And I think their statement was good. I think it was good timing. I think it showed like they had a lot of reflection because I think they're also quick not to judge, not to give people the benefit of the doubt. I think I, I'm just really happy with their decision. Yeah, I I think the whole co- poker community as a whole is uh, applauding them for doing the right thing. Because listen, here's the thing. I'm a big, big proponent of not guilty, uh, in, um, innocent and proven guilty. Mm-hmm. I am like that is, I'm so hyperly sensitive to that. Uh, I, I've taken a lot of heat. I've taken a heat from even someone like Doug who like I've pushed back a little bit and I just have said just like, as long as it's legit, like, and, and it's not over, you know, emphasized and all that. If somebody is cheating in poker and taking advantage of somebody else and it is proven and not just a subjective possible i think so then that those people should be banned they should be not allowed in the poker community and so since poker go knows that this is an absolute fact as, as they do then that's the right thing to do so let me ask you yeah would hustler casino live welcome them no hell no 
Yeah. No. And, and, you know, we've taken a lot of heat because there's been a couple people, I'm not going to say who it was. There's one person on the show and then it come find out later, like he did some things or had a record of something like we don't do background checks on people. Like mm -hmm. people show up with 200,000 and they want to play and they're a high roller, like they're going to play. But if there's, if there's like a legit proven thing that especially if, especially if it's not personal and it's poker and it's cheating and whatever no that that is not somebody that that should have a seat no good yeah i like to hear that yeah no way um, and then um, most influential male or yeah, female Yeah, I just put that player? there because I didn't know we, we'd have a ton to talk about. And I was just like, we don't even have to do that. I just wanted your opinion of who you think has meant the most to poker. One man, one woman. Oh, to poker. Just like in general, game as a that... macro, in the game of poker, whether it's an OG or somebody new, who has, in your opinion, has, has been like someone that like, you could say, I mean, maybe there isn't somebody, maybe there's somebody. I have someone in mind okay. who I think has been one of the most influential people over poker. Over poker, okay. Like oh, in the game of poker. Okay. And who, who like basically makes it their life's work to promote and put out poker. Who? And uh, that's Maury at Poker Go. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that. Maury's whole, like, more, no one loves poker more than Maury. Maury loves playing poker. I heard he was an OG poker player. Uh, he loves promoting the game. He, I mean, like he, he's there all the time at the Poker Go studios. He fucking loves poker. And all he wants to do is put out amazing poker content, which mm. I love. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, as far as women, I think like right now, the person who is like the biggest eyes on her is ebony and i think it, there's like a lot of pressure on her to uh act a certain way i think she's doing everything right i think she's taking her opportunities i think she's she's winning she's showing that you know someone who plays mid stakes can win in these triton series i think ebony right now in the present moment as a woman is doing the most for okay. poker but i can't think of like long term right offhand yeah i I would say um, Foxen. She's uh, mm. she's really fucking good at poker, and yeah. she's probably going to be in the Poker Hall of Fame. That's great. Cool. Who's the you? hottest poker player in the world? Oh, smash or pass, huh? Yeah, smash or pass. Who's the hot? In your opinion, male or female or both? Who are who's the hottest poker player right now to oh, you, or even in the past that you're just like? The answer is yes. Do you know? Uh, oh God! Just say I it, feel like, it like this is getting like a little lowbrow, but you know I'm okay with What's it. What's lowbrow mean? Like, Low like budget, we're not intellectual. Cheesy. Like we're just talking. We're, so we're what? Goofy gossip. We cried a minute ago. Now we're just having fun. <laughs> Look, I'm. You're I, embarrassed to say. I. We interviewed him, and I think like Andy's super hot. You told me that. I, I was wondering if you were going to admit God, it. God, I just love his presence. I wondered. I was wondering if you were going to admit it. I was stunned when you told me oh, that. Not yeah. that there's anything wrong with Andy. I I'm just not didn't, like. I just didn't see it coming. I'm not like hating no. on him or anything, but like I really just like his whole. No, you smile like, when you say it. Oh yeah, I really just love yeah. his whole thing. Like I just. He's yeah, we just, ended the podcast with hot. him, and you slid out the room. Oh, it was great. stop. Okay. <laughs>
No, am I like, going to catch heat for that from no, the no? Group I of mean, people? Andy and I are like uh, poker friends, I guess. Like mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. Uh, I can message him if I want to. Like he's just very respectful. He's just a very kind human. He's always been kind and respectful towards me. Like there's nothing. Like I've never gone on a date with him or anything. But like that type of guy, I really like. Like his type. Like he's very smart. He's very thorough. He's very like focused. I like that. I think mm. that's a really good quality. Yeah. Cool. How about you? What's question? Who who are you hot for? Who am I hot for? <laughs> uh, it can be a guy because everyone knows we're not like actually. Yeah. See, for me, you know, I'm going to answer it, but I know that like I'm going to take heat because it pro- it's, it, they're like simping and da da da. Like, I mean, I'm a human, right? I could see I have I have thoughts like. So I, I think it's important when we're talking about this for the audience to understand like there's like a a, a jovial pr- part of this where I'm like joking. That's how I like to live my life. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm not going to be sending Andy like DMs like asking him to meet up with me. Like that's no, not I what's happening okay, so, here. So I'll give you two people. One is just from a physical presence. Okay. Nobody knows her. I guarantee you. Because And she's in the poker world, but I've just seen her and I don't know how to say her name. But she, she does all her posts are about poker. And she'll probably get a million followers right now. On Twitter? This. Yeah. Her name on Twitter is C-A-L-L-M-E-L-I-J-A. I have no idea. I don't know. I just can't, like, look at her. She's too pretty. But now who... I just... I don't know. But now um, who I think uh, is really pretty and no simping, really pretty, but her personality, like, makes her from... If, she's a, if she is a 10, it would make her a 40 to me, is Marley. I love Marley. I think she is her. Well, I watch her videos. She's so talented. She's so funny. Her her humor is the type that I like. Her, and she's and she's very pretty. But so, I know she's married to the Spraggy guy. I'm married. I'm not. I'm not right. doing that. I'm just saying that is someone that I think is very attractive because to me she's like so entertaining and she's beautiful. So I'm as hot for her as you are. Oh my God, uh, I wasn't ha- expecting that. No, no, no. So I often say this, and I think I've tweeted it. Like, I use Marley's, yeah. uh, her content. If someone doesn't think it's funny, I don't think they're smart. Because I, I think her content is so she smart. She does those little 20, 30 minute, like 30 second videos or a minute and a half. And I rewatch them because her comedic timing and it's like her humor perfect. is like so spot on to me that like I watch it, I smile, I laugh, and she's pretty. Like, even if she didn't say anything, like, she's really a pretty girl, but, like, the way she carries herself and jokes and she's so witty and smart makes her even more attractive. So... I hope that's not bad. One of my... No, I think that's great. And one of my favorite things about her is her husband supports her. I was talking about this the other day with someone Mm -hmm. that I love that dynamic and I want to date someone and be with someone who supports me in the way that Spraggy supports Marley. Yeah. Like literally she could put out content of her taking a shit on a toilet yeah. and Spraggy would be like, this she is looks, my wife. She's amazing. Yeah, they look like Retweet they it. really are good together. And Super happy for, supportive husband yeah. and I, that dynamic. Yeah. Marley, you have amazing content. I'm a huge fan. We both are. And she was on uh, Max Payne Monday this past week too. Yeah. Yes. One, she did well. She took a lot of heat initially for not for going car dead. And then, but she booked a nice win. And uh, good for her. I'm glad she was on. Uh, for those of you, I haven't said it yet. If you like this show, please subscribe and please hit the like button. That's very important for our show. It takes just a second. I believe you should do that for anyone you're watching or supporting. 
um, because you know that's why we're doing it is for your support back. And if you want to, until we get that email, put in the comments of who you think is the hottest poker player. Um, well, we have the email in the in the description. Oh, so send. Yeah, I'm putting it in there. I've said that's you don't you listen to thirty percent of what I say. The only thing <laughs> I heard was that Roy was going to make you look better. Dr. Roy. Dr. Roy. All right. Do you have anything else there, Vicky? No, I think we're good. All right. Well, this is the Nick Fertucci Show. I am Nick Fertucci. I am here with Valerie Veronica, Veronica, Vicky. Life is bleff, baby. Life is bleff. And Envy Out.